I am sitting here after my first night's sleep, Brother T, <laughs> in a king-size bed. Yes. My wife and I have been married several decades. Right. Never had a king-size bed. Always slept in a queen-size bed. Really? So, last night was our first night in the mobile home. Mm-hmm. The RV, as we say. Yes. And uh, it has a stinking king-size bed. I lived in a 3,000-square-foot home with a queen-size bed. <laughs> now I live in 600 square feet, and I have a king-size bed. Yeah. And it's sweet. Yeah. Hey, listen, you uh, you sent me a picture of that uh, RV. Yeah. That is a land yacht, brother. That is <laughs> yeah. nice. That is yeah. nice. It is nice. It yeah. is nice. It, it's actually a little bigger than what we were looking at buying, but um, only because where we're parking it right. mm-hmm. uh, is limited access. Mm-hmm. But I made it. Yeah. I made it. Took right. a few telephone poles out on the way. <laughs> <laughs> but it's sitting there, and so we had it for the first time yesterday. Really Really excited about uh, not living in it. We've got we, we're living on a farm, mm-hmm. but we'll do some sleeping up there and do some entertaining up there. Right, it looks out over a pasture. Mm, really, beautiful, really cool. Mm-hmm. So that was fun last night. Having yeah. an opportunity, uh, but anyway, yeah. that's not what we're here for. I just thought I'd mention that I got a good night's sleep. You did, and so uh, I am poised <laughs> today for let's get. Spiritual, yes, indeed. Spiritual. Hey, we just want to say, uh, yes, we did take last week off. Brother T is a working man, working hard, man, nine to five. Yes, what a way to make a living. What a way. So, uh, you you kind of settled a little bit down this week where you can spend some time with our listening audience. Yeah, my this week it sort of settled down a little calmer. So, uh, I am leaving after this to do a little something else, but. It really doesn't involve me. I'm just helping someone. Yeah, so, you yeah. just, as I have said, you're a preaching machine. I'm telling you what. Just preaching add water, machine. brother. Just add water. <laughs> like a chia pet. <laughs> just like a chia pet. You grow a little preacher hair. <laughs> Ooh, that would be, I would, be good, wouldn't That it? would be marketable. Yeah. Marketable. marketable. Yeah. Marketable. Marketable. <laughs> a chia pet with preacher hair. <laughs> You got the right hair too, brother. Uh, tell me about it. Yeah, <laughs> I never did have preacher hair. Yeah, well, mine hasn't moved since the second grade, so <laughs> it's the exact if same. If I smoked, I'd strike a match. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it's good to be back. Not in the podcast barn. It's still a wreck where we sold our home, and right. we have all. I mean, we've all we have in there now are little paths mm. to get to this particular thing. I've got stuff that's going to take six months to find right but we're, we have all that behind us so we are once again yes in your uh, domicile yes your 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 very nice office with all these books and well memorabilia. and great coffee very great coffee yes great I, coffee i always look forward to coming to red bank yes or white oak i guess right yeah for for my coffee exactly. we're going to talk about a subject which i think uh some people struggle with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it causes them to be a little uncertain about their faith, and it's called D O U B T. Yes, doubt. doubt. Yes, doubt. indeed. Without a doubt, without a doubt, we're going to talk about doubt. <laughs> no. I'm glad you have no doubt about one subject. <laughs> Let me shoot the first question yeah. to you. You ready? Throw it my way, bro. All right, man. Uh, do people listen to this one? Do people with great faith never doubt God's existence? All right, let's break it down. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> great faith. Right. Jesus said, oh, ye of little faith. Little faith. Right. So I guess great faith is opposite of mm. great faith. Mm-hmm. A great faith and little faith opposite ends. And when I used to look at that particular passage of Scripture, mm. I, I would see 
Great faith is faith that we have in God. Little faith is faith that we have in ourselves. So That's good, yeah. When we have great faith, we have faith in a great God. Mm-hmm. But no, it is possible to have faith in yourself, faith in others, faith in circumstances, faith in whatever. Right. Which is really little faith mm-hmm. because you're putting little faith in God and a lot of faith in other things. Mm-hmm. So when we say somebody with great faith, we're talking about someone who knows how to depend upon God. Right? Yeah, I think that would be a good definition of yeah, it. Yeah, lean on him, yeah. not your own understanding, right. all the biblical examples of, exactly. of a great faith. So mm-hmm. person who does trust in God, believe greatly in mm-hmm. God, can they have doubt that God exists? Mm. Yeah, I mean, first of all, you sort of define great faith. I think doubt would be like a feeling of uncertainty. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, all around us, um, we see, we see God. I mean, in, in the beauty, we see his creation, you know, and Romans one, of course, talks about that. Right. And, and the Psalms. And, and so, um, you know, uh, I, I think doubt really is, presupposes belief in many ways, you know, and so, you know, you believe, mm-hmm. um, but, and of course, we're going to talk about other things, but when you think about God's existence right. with great faith, I don't think people with great faith would would doubt his existence. Right. Yeah. I, I think so. I think that we could go several scriptural evidences of, if we're just talking about God's existence, mm-hmm. it would be impossible to have great faith in something you didn't believe existed. Right, yeah, yes, right. right. But then other things. Yes. I mean, you know. When you get beyond the fact that God exists. I mean, mm-hmm. when you think about it, uh, many faiths outside of the Christian faith believe that God or gods exist. Right. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that I think the great faith we're talking about is not in the existence of God. But can a person who has great faith, that is, they believe that God exists, they put their trust in him, doubt other things about God, like, does God care? Mm, right. You've been through periods of time in your life where, <laughs> you know, you're going through some rough places. And right. You, go, I, you know, this is a dry place in my life. I wonder if God even cares that I'm here. Right. Does he, man, is, did he hear me? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, all of these things, um, I, I know without a doubt that people with great faith can doubt. I mean, yeah. C.S. Lewis doubted, yes. you know, Martin Luther, the reformer, doubted, Spurgeon doubted. Yeah. Uh, Dr. D. Spurgeon even said this, I think when a man says, I never doubt, it is quite time for us to doubt him, you know, because all of us, we're human. Yes. We're human, and so there will be doubt in our lives from time to time. The, the preacher that was my pastor when I became a believer had a saying, I want to throw this to you and see if you if, if you agree, if you can break it down. And he would said, you never doubt what you don't have. You never doubt what you don't have. Mm. What do you mm. think about that? You never doubt what you don't have. Yeah. So <laughs> let, let's put that in a material sense. Let, let's just say a young man has a girlfriend. Yeah. Right? Right. And uh, so would he... When he's questioning whether or not that is legitimate, that they have a real relationship, he said if he had no relationship with that girl at all, he would never doubt that she was his girlfriend. This is this is kind of the way I would break it down, what he was saying. Mm-hmm. If it's something that you don't possess or have, then you don't doubt that you have it. You know you don't have it. Okay. But you doubt something like 
and I, you know, the reason I'm throwing it up because he said it often mm-hmm. because very much a believer in eternal security mm-hmm. and people would come to him and say, you know, I'm doubting my salvation. Mm-hmm. And his answer would be very bluntly without getting, well, son, you never doubt what you don't have. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Was, it, was that a way to get out of that question just <laughs> really quickly, or was, is that a legitimate answer? Well, you know, I, you know, salvation is not a plan; it's a person. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've often said from the pulpit, um, "Are you married?" You know, I've asked that question from time to time. Yeah. You know, are you married? And uh, how do you know you're married? Mm-hmm. You know. And um, you never doubt that you're married if you're married. Right. You know, and it's a relationship. You know, so do you have a relationship with Jesus? I mean, when you've been run over by the grace train, I mean, you've been flat run over by it. Um, I think that there would be evidence of that in your life. So, you know, if your marriage was simply based upon emotionalism mm-hmm. and, and and when you felt very much in love with your wife and mm-hmm. romantic toward her but then there are periods of time through illness or separation or fatigue you don't feel that emotional mm-hmm. you don't feel that romantic about them mm-hmm. does it mean you're not married at that time no it means you're married you just don't feel that That's right i mean <laughs> um now six months ago when i was in the dentist chair i didn't feel safe to be honest with you <laughs> And the dentist was in peril. <laughs> I knew that I was saved, uh, but I didn't feel saved at that moment. You know, I'm teasing, but you understand yeah, what I'm saying. I understand yeah. what you're saying. So yeah. I think that in our relationship with God, yeah. there are times when we don't feel saved. Right. Because we're not on that emotional high. Yes. It may be a period of rough time that we're going through, and we're wondering if God cares. Mm-hmm. We're wondering if he's listening mm-hmm. to our prayers or not. And so there's a I, I, maybe that's what my pastor was saying. Well, you don't doubt what you don't have. Mm-hmm. So. You're, you're doubting it, but you know that you had that relationship with it. It's just not in a good place yeah. at the time. Not on his behalf, but because of the way that you're perceiving your situation. Yeah. Somebody said it like this, Doc. Um, doubt isn't the opposite of faith. Unbelief is. Yeah. You know, and so we all doubt. Yes. You know, uh, as I said a moment ago, we're human. We doubt. Um, but uh, but we don't doubt God's existence. God's existence. Right. Uh, but my soul, I mean... Uh, we all, you and I both, have lived long enough that we've had a yeah. lot of things happen in life. Yeah. You know, and sometimes there are rough patches where you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah, there know? have been times even in, you know, professional ministry, yeah. being, you know, paid to be a pastor. Uh, I think my times of greatest doubt, again, I have never since being born, mm-hmm. I just have to say this, I've never since being born doubted the existence of God. Right. Never. Mm-hmm. Um I think what Scriptures talks about by the heavens declaring His glory, we see Him in the handiwork. Mm-hmm. We just know that I, I've just always known that there is a God. But there have been times, particularly even being a believer and a pastor, that when I've prayed over situations, and either the answers didn't seem to come, or or everything continued to go in a negative mm-hmm. direction, that I began to doubt my prayer life, whether God was hearing or answering prayer. Or whether God even wanted to answer mm-hmm. my prayers. Yeah, so I, I have doubted in that exist in, yeah. in that instance. Well, you know there are uh, there are a lot of things, of course, on the internet <clears throat> that when you watch them, um, I mean, man, they make sense. And you sit there and you watch forty five minutes of of this or that where they are um, throwing off on Christianity, you know, a certain aspect of it. Right. And you sit there, you know. 
in your heart you're saying, I know this is not true. You know, but then you Google and you, you find a rebuttal to it. And everything that they have said, you know, there is a rebuttal to it. And, yeah. and of course, uh, you knew it in your heart. But then that rebuttal, you know, you sit there, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense. You know, I think doubt is one of those places where the devil really attacks yes. a person. Yeah. I, have a, I have a relative that struggles with faith. And I sat down with them one time. And they kept quoting author after author, video after mm-hmm. video. And I would say to them, I understand all that you're saying. I've mm-hmm. encountered those things myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let me just share with you, if we had time, and, and I honestly don't have all the answers up my sleeve, but I can lead you to people who mm-hmm. know what the answers are. Mm-hmm. Each one of those things that you're sharing with me, there is an answer for that. Right. There is, but beyond that, if they don't convince you, listen, faith is faith. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to, you never convince someone into heaven exactly you, you don't yeah because if i can talk them into it today somebody else can talk them out of that's it right tomorrow. there's people constantly yeah. Yeah. talking them out of there was right. one militant atheist a few years ago who did a u.s tour mm-hmm. to unbaptized people yeah he, he yeah. you know i don't know mm-hmm. how he did it mm-hmm. but they could recant their baptism because he was proving to them right that there was no god and they yeah. were accepting his evidence mm-hmm. and they were going against his faith yeah the a guy named Bart Ertman, I think is his name. Man, I, him, yeah. I tell you what, um, he tries to deconstruct folks' faith all the time. Yeah, and uh, and has and has done a job yeah. on a lot of uh, people. And uh, I, I think the strongest faith has wrestled through doubt. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, I do too. I think you, know? you come out strong on the yeah. other side. There's some refinement that goes on. Right. With the tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that I've ever deconstructed my faith, but mm-hmm. I have remodeled my faith. Yeah, oh, that's good. Yeah. I, I, there are some things I was sharing with our small group last night that I think I threw some babies out with bathwater over the years mm-hmm. that I came out of a very free church tradition where, mm-hmm. hey, there was never uh, a bulletin. There was never an order of worship. It mm-hmm. was very let the spirit lead. You, I mean, we even doubted preachers who brought notes to the pulpit. Yeah. You know, you right. s- you didn't do that. You let God speak, and I've moved. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want you know altar boys, and and I don't want to wear a, a big flowing robe or anything. Yeah. But I think there's a place for a little bit of ritual in religion that has purpose that mm-hmm. leads us to the holiness and the reverence of God. Where yeah. you know it brings us to that place, maybe that quiet moment of meditation, or you bring somebody to the pulpit mm-hmm. and you read some scripture just for the purpose of reading scripture, not yeah. preaching from it, because some of those people haven't heard scripture all week. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. so I have kind of remodeled the way I see mm-hmm. things from mm-hmm. the past. You know, every time I preach, you, you mentioned that every time I preach, man, I read the scripture slowly. Yeah. I really do. Um, and I've always done that, but I think even more so now, mm-hmm. uh, because it is the scripture that's going to speak to our hearts. That's right. You know, and they need to hear from the big preacher. And and read it. And I know you do this, and this I've really put an attempt in this too. Read it uh, with inflection. Mm-hmm. Read it with meaning. Yeah. When there's a question, say it as a question. Right. How many times have we just heard people just read through a passage right. and go, that's a really good passage, but that was a they yeah. sure didn't make it interesting. Right. I mean, you can stop and pause mm-hmm. before between verses and stuff. And I find myself, because that will draw people in, mm-hmm. but it also, I mean, that means that that makes that passage of Scripture uh, enjoyable to listen mm-hmm. to. You know, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's the greatest book ever written. Ah, yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Well, here, here's the second thing. Okay. Does, doubt mean, does doubt mean that you're not a believer? 
does doubt mean that you're not a believer? It is it's certainly not proof that you're not a believer. Let me just say, I think that believers and non-believers both doubt. Mm-hmm. They both doubt. Right. They doubt different things. Yeah. Somebody said like this, only the examined life is worth living. I like that. That's good. You know, because um, of what we had just said, mm-hmm. uh, doubt forces us to think through things. We can look in the Bible, I mean, John the Baptist, yeah. the cousin of Jesus. I mean, think about it. Uh, he, he, had, he was filled with the Holy Spirit before he was born, mm-hmm. the Bible says. Uh, he baptized Jesus. Yeah. Uh, how would you like? I mean, I've baptized lately. I'm baptized Jesus. <laughs> and look at what happened when yeah. he did. I mean, the Holy Spirit descended like he a heard, dove. No, the voice of God. Yeah. A lot of people around there that heard a voice didn't know yeah. what it was saying, but exactly. heard the voice. And heard God the voice speaking. of God. You know, and uh, and all of those different things, um, and and then yet he ends up in prison. And sends his disciples to say to Jesus, "Hey, are you the one?" Yeah. And so here's this man that experienced uh, a lot of stuff, um, but yet he was saying, "Are you the one?" And and the the beautiful thing is that that Jesus uh, didn't scold him. No, he didn't. You know, you think about one one of the aspects, don't you think that uh, familiarity they say breeds yeah. contempt, right? that uh, they probably knew each other from children mm-hmm. because he was his cousin. Right. They were cousins yeah. with one another. Uh, I remember after Martha had conceived, mm-hmm. months later, Mary mm-hmm. brings has the con- is conceived or the baby is laid in her womb or whatever mm-hmm. way you want to put it by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And she goes to see Elizabeth. Yeah. And at that moment, John, while in still Elizabeth's womb, mm-hmm. leaps for joy. Yeah, exactly. Because he's in the presence of God. Exactly, and, yeah. And then probably since their cousin's not living that too terribly far apart, mm-hmm. they're meeting at family deals, maybe mm-hmm. going to Jerusalem together until he gets old enough where John leaves. Mm-hmm. His family lives in the wilderness. Right. But you know they've got a past history. Now, when you got relatives, you know everything about them. You, you feel that you're their peer and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. I guess, you know, that it, it would have been easier for him to doubt Jesus was yeah. who he said it was yeah. than someone who was a total stranger. Well, I was told you before we started recording, if you'd walked into my office, you know, this morning and went, behold, behold. I am the Son of God. You know, I've known you for over 30 years. Yeah, so. you go. Nope. <laughs> I don't think so I there, brother. I don't think about that twice. <laughs> nope, you're not. That, that's right. But, and he yeah. knew him. Certainly he, he knew that he was a great man that right. had not sinned he yeah. never experienced seeing him mm-hmm. sin believed he did but still man when you are in prison knowing mm-hmm. that your life is you're putting your life on the line right. for what you're teaching mm-hmm. and you're teaching that Jesus has come mm-hmm. to to be the Messiah yeah. uh, and, and it's not too long after that that he gets beheaded exactly. because of his Mm-hmm. One because of his stern preaching, mm-hmm. you know, but also mm-hmm. his belief in Jesus as the Messiah. Yeah. So he just wanted to make sure, man. Before I, I make the ultimate sacrifice, you remember how Jesus answered? He didn't say, "Yeah, make sure you tell him, yeah, I am." He mm-hmm. said, "No, mm-hmm. uh, tell him that um, the lame, they're walking; the blind, they're seeing." Yeah. And he's given the examples yeah. of what the Messiah, according to Old Testament prophecy, exactly. would do yeah. when he came. So yeah. he's fulfilling the prophecy. So his trust is in the Word, and mm-hmm. Jesus is fulfilling the Word. Yeah. The the, the lepers are cleansed. Yeah. The blind see. The deaf hear. As mm-hmm. you said, the lame walk again. And um, 
And so, yes, what uh, what the Old Testament said about the promised one, I have fulfilled that. Yeah. And uh, and so, yeah, Thomas, I believe. Yeah. Another doubter. Oh my! I mean, he walked with Jesus for yeah. three years, uh-huh. and um, still, it just happened that he was not present at the first appearance. Yeah. Post resurrection appearance of yeah. Jesus. He missed Easter. He missed Easter. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> He missed the first Easter Sunday night. Yeah, he missed yeah. it, and the other disciples said, "Hey, he's been here. We've seen him. Wow, right. he's incredible!" Mm-hmm. And he goes, "You know, guys, yeah, I, you think about that. Mm-hmm. We've not met anyone yeah. that rose from the dead, and, right? You know, all, all the firsthand testimony in the world, mm-hmm. he was not going to accept, mm-hmm. and um, Jesus then appears again, and yeah. he's present. Now, the wonderful thing is." He he was legitimate. He he wasn't just putting up obstacles. You know, I'm gonna believe that silly stuff. Mm-hmm. He said, "I want to believe." Yeah, yeah. I so Jesus appears. Said, "I know that you want to believe." So yeah. here, he removed all obstacles. Yeah. Jesus removed all obstacles. The wonderful thing so, is that his desire to believe was so great that Thomas did not accept the invitation of Jesus to put his hand in right. his side. Yeah, he said, "No, mm-hmm. you know, Lord, I believe." Yes, at that yes, point yes. in time, but. He still had that period of unbelief or doubt, right? Yeah, where he doubted the resurrection of Jesus. Yeah, uh, I don't know that he doubted that he was Jesus or that he was the Messiah, but mm-hmm. he certainly doubted the resurrection. Yeah, he said, "My Lord and my God." Yeah, in the Greek, the Lord of me, the God of me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a beautiful. Yeah. It was a great confession of faith. It was an incredible confession of faith. So you you ever you ever been down that road, bro? Of doubt? Oh mm-hmm. uh, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, not uh, the existence of God. no, not the existence of God, uh, but there, I mean, there are a lot of things that that happen in life, yeah, and um, and doubt does creep in again, uh, not to belabor the point, but we are human, yeah, or you know, and so because of that, um, there there there's some doubt, mm-hmm. and um, and and yet uh, once you examine it, once you work your way through it, as you said a moment ago, it makes you stronger. It I, really I, does. I really th- I do. I think. You know, when you think about what James says about trials yeah. coming along to to you know, grow our patience and our faith, that's what happens. I really believe when I was talking about remodeling my faith a few moments ago that the remodeling comes when, okay, if God didn't answer or do what I expected or thought that he would do for a person of faith, yeah, is that trying to teach me something about what I believed all along is mm-hmm. wrong yeah. about God? Right. And so you stop and begin to allow that rather than just putting up a staunch defense and mm-hmm. going, well, God, he he failed me. Yeah. He yeah. failed me in a sense. You right. go, wait a minute. If God never fails, mm-hmm. then what can I learn from this experience? Exactly. And it exactly. really it grows your faith, but it's a painful growth. It is. It is. Well, I mean, look at Thomas again, as we mentioned a moment ago. He wanted hard evidence. He wanted something concrete, something tactile. Yeah. Um, and, and and Jesus provided that. But the last part of that statement, you know, is blessed are those who have seen and yet uh, have not seen and yet believe. Yeah. You know, Thomas had the opportunity to see Jesus, yes. the nail scars, yeah. um, the hole in his side. Uh, but Jesus said, blessed are those who have not seen. Yeah. And, and so that's what faith is. I mean, you have not seen the resurrected Lord. I have no, not seen yeah. You know, as the old preachers would say, now I talked to him this morning, you know, but but we've not seen <laughs> yeah. him with our eyes. Yeah. You know, First uh, John, he talks about, you know, we shook his hand, we talked to him, we were there, you know, uh, but we were not. Yeah. 
And so, um, and so because of that, I think there are times that, that, that you can doubt, yeah. you know, I think that this is a thought and, and we, we can end this section right here, but I think that the more God reveals himself to you, the more you're responsible for. Yes. Yes. I think it's another way of saying to whom much is given, much is required. Exactly. And so you look at the Old Testament, they doubted, but they watched the Red Sea part. Mm -hmm. They doubted, but they saw a pillar of fire going before them. Mm -hmm. They doubted God's goodness, God's provision when they saw flames on the mountain. Yes. And Moses come down with a face that shone of Mm -hmm. the glory of God. Mm -hmm. Yet they didn't go into the the promised land because of their doubt. Exactly. They listened to the report of the ten rather than the two. Mm. And they died in the wilderness. Yes. Yes. Why? Because to whom much is given, much evidence is given. They were required to follow by faith into the promised land. So here's the deal. The more God reveals himself to Mm -hmm. you, really think about this, the more you're going to be required to do. because. He's opened that up to So just the fact that we still have these doubts, I don't know, it's a way of God moving us in mm-hmm. a direction so he can have us to be more fruitful. Yeah, I agree. I agree, yeah. brother. Well, I just think this is just too deep for us to run through. So yeah. why don't we save the other questions for next week? All right. Sounds great. Is it good? Yep. All right. Sounds God bless great. everybody. All right.